there. Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact, celebrating teen changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing, and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Today is a perfect day to spread some love, friendship, and joy. One way you might do that is to bake something sweet and share it with someone who could use a little kindness. On today's episode, I'm sharing the story of someone who thought to do just that, and Beanie G., a high school senior from Seattle who started an organization called Love and Sweet Bakery. With chapters all over the country, this effort allows youth to bake treats and donate them or sell them to raise money to help others in their communities. I hope this conversation inspires you to do one sweet, thoughtful thing for someone else today. Welcome back, everybody. I have a very sweet episode for you today. I'm delighted to introduce you to Anvini, and she is going to tell us all about her project, Love and Sweet Bakery. Hey, Anvini, how are you? Hi, I'm good. My name's Anvini. I'm from Seattle. Uh, I go to Lakeside School. I'm currently a senior, uh, and I'm the founder of Love and Sweet Bakery. Amazing. So tell us all about it. I have a big sweet tooth. I really loved exploring your website. I saw that you have a location in Queens. I'm really excited about that. That's near my home. So tell us the inspiration for this. Tell us how you got started. Tell us everything. Yeah, so I started Love and Sweet Bakery uh, pretty much when I was alone during freshman year during COVID. It didn't originally start out like it was like it is right now. It kind of began as a solo project where I didn't have much to do over COVID. I love to bake and I wanted to help my community. So um, I was baking out of my kitchen, delivering orders and donating the money to Seattle Children's Hospital. Uh, since hospitals were really in need at the time. And when I went back to school in sophomore year after COVID, uh, I gathered more students at my school and we were able to do bigger fundraisers um, in person at different locations. We were able to donate to homeless shelters and have a greater impact uh, directly to our community. And during that time also, I was able to connect with a bunch of other students across the country through other leadership organizations and just I met so many great people throughout that year and so many of them were interested in starting their own chapters of Lemon Sweet Bakery because they wanted to have the same impact and so that is how we expanded to so many places across the U.S. Um, and it's kind of just started off as a fun project but I'm really excited just about how um, impactful it has been. Um, and also, in my school personally, so many students viewed service and um, like community service as a chore, but it kind of became something really enjoyable for them. Um, and it was just a great way to get people involved with their community. Amazing. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. That is my whole mission in life is to get kids and teens to stop I call it stop counting the hours, make the hours count, right? So find something that you're passionate about that you love doing and do that. 
and find a way to give back through that thing that you're passionate about. And for you, that was baking for you and lots and lots of other people during COVID, (laughs) during the pandemic, right? When we were all sitting at home, bored and worried and hungry. I think you're probably not the only person who started baking uh, during that time. I just love that you turned your focus outward uh, to do something good with it. So tell me more about the chapters. How many of them are there? So you sort of find someone to open a chapter and then you let them decide what what charities they're going to support. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So currently we have 13 chapters. Um, Since most of or most or all of our uh, chapter leaders and staff are youth, I try to be as hands-off as possible and let them kind of, you know, abide by the mission of our organization, but still kind of uh, choose their own activities and like kind of their own schedule since it can be hard doing high school and community service at the same time. So I give them a bunch of guidelines. I help them set up social media. Um, I keep in touch with them um, and give them any resources they need. Um, but most of them will do donations to homeless shelters or hospitals like meals. And then they'll also do fundraisers to help fund meal donation and also um, to just have leftover funds at the end of the year that they can donate to uh, children's hospitals is what we've been doing recently. So I try to kind of keep up with them and make sure they're doing all right. But I tend to see more of like an administrative role and be a little bit more hands-off since yeah, definitely the intersection between high school and nonprofits can be hard. Of course, of course. No, you've started a really ambitious project and you still have to apply to college and take the SAT and do mm-hmm. all of the things, right? And maybe yeah. hold down a part-time job and do your chores. And, you know, it's it's very busy and it's challenging. This is why I wrote the book that I did to help teens to find ways to incorporate this into A, the things they're already doing or the things that they love to do. And also for people to see the, the great joy that you get out of doing this work because obviously um, you have a passion for this and and this brings you joy. So why not try and fit that into it's just as important as sports and all the other things that you're doing. So tell me a little bit more about so you are encouraging folks to um, create these these items and sell them and then the proceeds go to the charitable organizations. But are, are you also donating actual baked goods to, you know, so is that part of it, right? So if you have yeah. a batch of cookies and you bring those to the shelter, is that part of it as well? So most of our shelter donations are full meals and snacks. One of the biggest, the thing that I found most impactful is actually connecting with the people who work at the shelters because they truly let you know like how important your donation is and how much it's helped. And they also can be super helpful in telling you just what they need. And instead of, you know, you working on your schedule, you're help, you're helping them work on their schedule. And so we do full meals like dinners, um, lunches, but we also do baked goods if they just need extra snacks. And so most of our shelter donations are meals and then our hospital donations are funds usually. I see. And then if I were to order some cookies, you would ship them to me. So the shipping, I would pay the shipping costs and all of that. So, you know, as you pointed out, that's also an administrative thing, right? So you bake the mm-hmm. cookies, you have to pack them up, you have to get get them to the shipping place, however you're going to ship them. So um, do you, you know, administratively speaking, do you, how do you handle that piece of it? Yeah. So for online orders, we definitely it's one of the things that we've actually found most challenging. So we tend to do a lot of like our online ordering things during the holiday season. And so in Seattle, we'll like drive our 
orders around to the actual locations. Shipping wise, we're still figuring it out. We've had some test runs of actually shipping to different places, but it's been super expensive. So that's actually something we're working on right now is like being able to kind of expand our shipping out of just Seattle. Right. Of course. Well, no, you know, there's a reason why um, online businesses take a lot of research and a lot of funding because it's hard to do and hard to do it well. And also you want to make sure that the items that you're sending stay fresh and delicious, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) You're sending cookies and you don't want them to show up stale or broken into Mm -hmm. a million pieces. So tell me a little bit more about the organizations that you're supporting. So you started with the Seattle Children's Hospital, obviously during COVID and every hospital was certainly in need. But how do you identify which organizations you're going to support? How do you get the word out? Um, Do you have people coming? Do you have organizations coming to you sort of asking for support? How is that piece working? Yeah. So one of the things that I've done is in Seattle, just really almost done just like hours of Google searching, trying to go to almost like the third, fourth, sixth, seventh, eighth pages of Google to find the shelters that are really like hidden deep in there that people might not know about and aren't donating to as frequently. Since in Seattle, there are definitely some bigger shelters that every single day they have every single one of their meals signed up for everybody's constantly volunteering there but then there's ones that just are constantly going without volunteers and so um, i'm trying to find those ones that are kind of like on the outskirts a little bit far away from seattle i live far away from there so i don't really mind um and like trying to get meals to those kinds of places Um, and once we build a relationship with um the shelter and that can just be through signing up once or twice or even emailing the volunteer coordinator. Sometimes they don't have a meal sign up. So literally just email the volunteer coordinator be like, Hey, is there anything you need? Um, like how can we help? And building those kinds of relationships kind of keeps us coming back to them and also them kind of coming back to of course, us for of help. Course. So what are your thoughts? You're a senior in high school. You're going to be going off to college, mm-hmm. presumably. Um, how is this going to be sustainable after you've graduated and moved on? Do you have any thoughts about how this is going to keep going? Maybe younger teens coming up through the ranks, taking over? Yeah, I have a couple of younger staff members uh, at my own school, so I hope that they can keep it running there. Um, But now, even as I take a slightly more like hands-off approach and more administrative work, I hope that since I don't have to technically be in Seattle for that to work, I hope that once I go to college, I can maintain that and kind of stay in touch with everybody and help them out with resources and then leave like the hands-on meal donating kind of things to younger teens who are still in high school and are still at all the locations. Sure. And in terms of the materials that you use to create the meals or to bake the goods, is that donated or is that coming out of the pockets of your volunteers, you know, to, to literally buy the food at the grocery store that you're going to be creating meals out of? Yeah. So sometimes it does come out of the pockets and sometimes we used funds that we've raised to reimburse members. It definitely depends on what they're comfortable with. Like personally, I just use the funds out of my pocket, but I also reimburse my volunteers. So whatever they have access to or they need help with is something we talk about when we do uh, meal donations. And a lot of people, they kind of, it's also stress reliever for them. So they just like to show up with, you know, like 50 muffins and they're like, I just did this for fun. Like let's go donate (laughs) it somewhere. So like, exactly. Sometimes people don't mind as well. And that's, I think a really huge part is that it serves two purposes. It like is helping the community, but also helping teens who are super stressed out kind of like find a way to 
take a break and uh, do something good with their time. Absolutely. And create something with their hands. I I think Mm -hmm. you're so right. Having something sort of mindless to do in that way. And then, you know, you create something delicious and then you know that you're going to be giving it to someone who's going to really appreciate it and who needs it. Like it's a win, 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 you know, all around. Have there been any obstacles or challenges or any surprises in this work that, that you've had to sort out? Yeah, there's definitely been, I feel like just high school in general has been the biggest challenge. It's just like (laughs) the limited time and also the amount of organization it takes to get people to come together. And I think also one thing is just being okay with sometimes being like this month, we can't donate a meal because everybody's just too busy to get it done, which can be super disappointing, but it's also something that you kind of have to come to terms with and be okay with. Absolutely. Absolutely. so, Yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest challenges is maybe seeing some things falling through, but being okay with that Mm -hmm. and just taking everything like one step at a time and trying to build everything up one step at a time. That's brilliant, actually. What you've just said there is so true. You know, people are not counting on you for their next meal, right? Um, This is not life or death. What you're doing is wonderful and kind and additive, and you want to keep doing it. But at the end of the day, this shouldn't be stress-inducing. This should not be a burden on you or your families or other volunteers. This should should be a good thing that you're doing um, and when you can. And you make a commitment to it, obviously. And so that's important, but you have to take care of yourself as well. That's, that's a very, very important point. Well, Anvini, I love this. I think it's really, really sweet. How, how did you come up with Love and Sweet Bakery? I mean, obviously, it's, it sort of makes sense with what you're doing, but how did you come up with that name? It's actually the meaning of my name. So my parents made my name um, by themselves. It's a combination of two Tamil words, Anvin and E, and they both mean love and sweet. So that's actually how it came up with the name. But I thought it was just perfect when I was coming up with the name for a bakery, but um, that would be the name. Absolutely. I love that story. That is terrific. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, that's that's very memorable, and that's very sweet. Um, Wonderful. Why don't you tell everybody where they could learn more, um, check out your website, if you have a social media handle, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want to learn more, please definitely visit loveandsweetbakery.com or Instagram at loveandsweetbakery. Um, on Instagram, you can also find our different chapters, Instagrams. Uh, we, the Love and Sweet Bakery account follows all of them. Um, and they're pretty easy to find as well if you look them up. So please definitely check those out. They're also all linked on our website. Amazing. And if someone wanted to open up a chapter in their town, they could reach out to you to do that? Just email me at loveandsweetbakery at gmail.com and I'd be more than happy to set one up with you. Amazing. Well, Ambini, thank you so much. I'm wishing you the best of luck in all of the things this school year and beyond. I am sure you won't need it. I'm sure everything is going to be fantastic. But thank you so much for sharing the story with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always, be kind.